Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. Got a project to plug? Want to advertise on the podcast? Hit me up, and we'll make it happen. Feel like sponsoring? Let's make that happen, too. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. This season is aging fast, and we are here to break it all down for you. It's the recap of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10, Episode 9, and joining me today is my old pal, Harry Grande. Hello. Wow. Hello. <laughs> right off the bat, thanks know, so much. Well, you are younger than me, so. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. I, but we're old, right? We're older than we're older. people. We're feeling it. Yeah. Age. My body hurts every day. Yeah, me too. It's raining out. My knee hurts. <laughs> yeah, I can predict when it's going to start raining because my knee is going to like flare up and I can't walk. And it's great. Yep. Cool. Well, where did you watch Drag Race? I watched Drag Race yesterday after work in my apartment alone. That's cute. It was cute. lovely. <laughs> I was at um, a little party at the West End. I know it. Hosted by Androgyny. Yep. Uh, she had some girls come in. Um, and it was a fundraiser for the AIDS Walk, which was really cute for the Impulse Group NYC. Great. Um, and I decided to sub- show my support, and I got a fifteen dollar um, signed picture from Miss Cracker. There you go, Miss Cracker. But I don't have it yet because she's going to personalize it. Apparently, that's nice. I was supposed to stop by there, but there was just a lot going on. Of course, of course. Yeah, apparently there's supposed to be like twelve queens, and I think we got four. So whatever, it's fine. It's all good. Sometimes it's difficult. It's true. It's true. But we're here to talk about this little TV program. Yes. Let's talk. So, we walk into the workroom and immediately we see the Vixen's Mirror note. It says, evil triumphs when good queens do nothing. And all the girls are just not having it. Yeah, I mean... They kept on using the word ominous, right? Isn't that what they kept on saying? I don't even remember what um, it was. I think it was Monet. It was just like, it's just ominous. It's ominous. And yeah. it's like, okay, it's just uncalled for. And you know she was going to go out with a little snipe because that's mm-hmm. what she did. Or that's what they, you know, edited her to do. I mean, Monet said that she preferred say, Eureka, I don't like you. Yeah, that'd be funny. But she's not, she's, she's too calculated for that shit. Yeah. Uh, so Asia is feeling re-energized after lip-syncing. She needed it. And Cameron is mind-blown after winning, and I'm sure a lot of people would rather just blow Cameron Michaels. Yeah, I mean, sure. Speaking of blow, uh, Eureka blew up Cameron's spot that she wanted to win the share challenge because she is a pretty good share impersonator, which no one knew. No one knew. Like, I followed her even before Drag Race and have never even seen like, the share. I guess she just didn't even tell the producers either. Like, because there was not even a sound clip that she, like, knew anything about Cher. No, nothing. Um, she I must mean, be an editor's nightmare. Yeah, she's so quiet. She probably has nothing. She has nothing to say. But I think they're doing a pretty good job. Like, I really enjoy Cameron. I'm happy for her win. I thought she did a great share. Yeah, she did. It's true. Well, Aquaria firmly believes that she was not in the bottom three and thinks it was just wasn't announced this time. Because, you know, with Aquaria, first time ever that she's not going to have a bottom three on Drag Race, right? Right, right. I'm... Mm-hmm. Aquaria is here to win and wants everyone to go home because she just has too much confidence. But that's a part of the game. Like, I feel sure. like you kind of need that to have that confidence. But 
I think it was Monet once again who just said something about, um, you know, just delusion. Like, mm-hmm. you were in the bottom three. Yeah. You may not think that you were, but you were. Mm-hmm. It's true. So. Oh, boy, do I know <laughs> a little bit about that. I'm not going to say anything else. Um, so Asia says Aquarius just being unsportsmanlike, and I think that's funny because they said sports. Yeah. I mean, well, she does, you know, sports more sport. competitive drag, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. she's pageanty, so I can understand that. But it's that's a hard word, though, because you don't have to be. Like, obviously, the Vixen was not, you know, nope. and, you know, so why are you calling her out for that? But at the same time, like... That you're in a competition. Mm-hmm. You're in a competition. Yeah. Well, when Eureka uh, Aquaria couldn't get her rings off, she wishes she had friends to help her. Ew, Jesus, gross. Yeah, gross. gross. Well, the next day, Aquaria is glad there is more room in the workroom, and Eureka claps back and says it's enough for her ego. Yeah. And did you know that Aquaria has more personalities, and apparently one of them is funny? Yes, <laughs> that was actually funny was that funny. she did that. Uh, Cracker compares Aquaria to Michigan J. Frog, and Aquaria is too young to get the reference. Is Hariola too young to get the reference? No, I loved it. Thank God. Loved it. Oh my God. I was <laughs> I was watching with Nicole, and, and she didn't know who Michigan J. Frog not. was, and I wanted to slap her in the face. Um, so we get the video message, but it's not Rue. It's Stephen Colbert. And he was showing them how to act. It was odd. Slightly offensive. I want to pass all of it. I forgot that it happened, and I want to forget that it, it happened. It was weird. It could have been... If it was supposed to show them that they're acting and they're doing a take on Westworld, Breastworld, then, like, have someone to actually act and be a super straight male and come on and... Like, and do, yeah. like that would have been funnier. Not Stephen Colbert. Not Stephen Colbert. I agree. Because he it just was... did Stephen Colbert as yeah. a gay man. It was weird. Well, we got a mini challenge, Mm -hmm. and it was called Pants Down, Bottoms Up, and I was very happy. Woo! So rather than talk about the individual girls in the challenge, I think we should just talk about which one were your favorite undies. Oh, I'm sorry, no, no. Who am I kidding? (laughs) Which one was your favorite boy? Um, Let's talk about the men's. There were, like... But first off, I just want to note that um, some of the boys swapped numbers because in the first lineup, number five is different than when they were separated because... My favorites were number five, number nine, number eleven, and number twelve. Okay, so I didn't look that close. Sure. However, um, I mean, I can report back, but there were definitely some very sexy men's. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna blow up Nicole's spot and say that I'm not telling which number, but she apparently has had sex with one of those boys. Ooh. Yeah. Sure. I don't believe it. Oh, you don't believe it, or you do believe it? I don't believe it. I do. I believe it. Um, but can we also talk about Aquaria kind of coming in and saying the two numbers that she knew were a match right away? Yeah, it was did weird. that happen? It did. It happen. did happen. Uh, yeah. So let's let's talk about it briefly. Basically, the highlights were Asia forgetting to pick numbers, Monet deliberately picking wrong, and Aquaria being a boss and bottom. Right. Um, yeah, Aquaria wins the challenge. It was kind of weird. She came in there and she got scolded for saying two. Mm-hmm. Together, but those two that she did pick together were actually a match. Go for it. What's the conspiracy? That she knew which ones she was going to pick. <laughs> no. So maybe she just has, like, x-ray vision. I mean, I could see her having some sort of, like, witchy ESP sixth sense thing. Yeah. But, no, I mean, a producer clearly just told her what to pick and she fucked it up. Probably, probably. Can we curse here? I'm sorry. Of course we can. <laughs> it's shit, motherfucker. Uh, the maxi challenge is an acting challenge, 
It's new, edgy, slightly confusing premium cable drama Breastworld. Now, do you watch Westworld? I do. I'm three episodes behind, I guess. No, two? What are we up to? For the new season, the I have not season. watched okay. because I currently do not have an HBO login. If anyone wants to message me, please go ahead. I have one. Great. That was um, easy. Yeah. Friendship. I have one. Uh, Bijou uses it. And that's Perfect. So there are times when I'm like, who the fuck is watching this? And they remember. Yeah, yeah, Other yeah. people have it. So, too. yes. Uh, I do watch... I personally felt like the first season was one of the best things on television last yeah. year. Yeah. It was. It, it's a good season... So far, um, interesting things. Looking it's very much. It. It's very much for me, like Lost, and I'm still very angry at Lost. So Oof, I have okay. my issues. I'm not um, too old for that either. No, you're not too old for that. So <laughs> or too uh, young either. True, yeah. true. Aquaria gets to assign the roles, and that seems like trouble. She lets the girls pick their parts by reading the character descriptions. So here's a breakdown: Cracker plays Julia, Asia plays Parasailin, Eureka is Rosie the Bingo Bot, Monet is Viv, Cameron is Muffy, and Aquaria is left with Dyslexa. Now, rather than asking later, we'll we'll talk about each of the roles. Which role would you have picked? I think I would have picked Rosie. Yeah, that's right. Like. For probably the same reason that Eureka did. Play yep. to your strength. Yep. Um, I would have probably wanted for my ego to be able to play the cracker part. But like she said, she's like, I bit off more than I could shake. Yeah, it's, it was a hard part. Because I feel like I could, but that's just better suited for a DD comes well. True. <laughs> well, Asia knows that Nicole Kidman doesn't pick her parts by reading the description. And Aquaria has deemed herself the Joan of Arc of Breastworld. Yeah. That's a stretch. Well... It's walkthrough time, and Asia feels the pressure to win this week as she was in the bottom last week. Yep. When Rue asks Aquaria if she was strategic in her character selection, she admits that she was diplomatic in her choosing, and Rue basically fucking calls her out for wanting everyone to like her and not wanting to win. Um, Rue wants her to be the robotic Aquaria that we know and love. Yeah, well, it's weird because... there, that's, There's just a weird storyline there, like... Because she's trying to play to the girls, but knows that she shouldn't be. Right. And maybe with Rue's wake up, but I also didn't feel it was like a wake it up. It was call. not at all. So yeah, I, I I I can understand her struggle. She's twenty one years old. Yeah. She's lived in this. I hate even calling it a fantasy world. But I was it's a fan- say it's fantasy. It's a fantasy world of Instagram where she gets instant gratification from everybody, mm-hmm. and. That's not the real world, and it's not going to be her real world now, and as she has understood that now. I, I feel like she, it, it's hard for her to navigate like what the right thing to do is at 21 years old. Sure. Um, but you know what? Give her credit. She's sickening. She's a great queen. Yeah. So Monet is wearing her first wig ever, and Rue wants her to wear it in the competition. Um... Monet wants to win, but it's the runway that's holding her back. True or false? I think... Yeah, true. True. But for some, I mean, that church lady outfit, that with, like, the mosaic. Mm Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, that's great. Um, But, yeah, no, and I'm happy that she knows that that that's where she is. Yeah. Well, Eureka wanted to be Rosie because she's brassy and loud, and Rue tells her she needs to pop. 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 Pop those bingo balls. Yeah. So Cameron is not gregarious. She's also a slow grower. Break out, Cameron! <laughs> Do you think that hit her at all? Um, 
I hope so. I really enjoy Cameron. She just has no emotion. I don't don't think that that's entirely true. I just think she conserves it. Mm -hmm. I love that Rue used the word gregarious because that's my boy name. And it's also, I think, a word to describe me. Yeah, that's true. Um, But I, I think, yeah, wake up. Yeah. So, one of the similarities between Asia and Paris Salen, let's go for a reach. Uh, her aunts? <laughs> that was so weird and uncomfortable. Uh, so, Rue once again calls out Asia not doing a different Destiny's Child member and tells her she needs to make Paris Salen work. I understand what she's seeing, saying about, like, conservative. Yeah. If her, you know, they probably didn't enjoy the fact that she's gay or something. Maybe. But we didn't really get that. It was not It was really more like, yeah. Uh, it was a reach. It was a reach. So Rue asks Cracker why she hasn't won any main challenges. And Cracker knows that she's in her head. And Rue just needs to let her fucking be cerebral. Because you know who else is a cerebral queen? Sasha Valor. And what did she do? She won. It's really getting to the point where, like, I don't know what else Cracker can do. She is giving it all. It's not to Rue's taste. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, like, Sasha only won one joint one, right? With two, Shay? Two. Okay. It was two, yeah, it was two joints. Well, we still have at least four or five episodes, sure, right? absolutely. So I think that, once again, with Monet, she, she knows what she needs to do. She thinks that she's being too heady, and she's trying to remedy it. It's kind of the opposite for Cracker, where she is near perfection on the runway yeah it's not necessarily in the challenges right it's just some of these challenges don't translate to her strengths i think that's fair to say and i think that's also perhaps she's like all-star worthy instead where it's like yeah. bring her back when she knows what she has to do there mm-hmm. sometimes people i mean in, even in myself like you need to like see it or feel it once and then like you're good to go yeah so let's get into the filming the sexy boys from earlier are back as mm. furnitures from objects. Work. Yeah, cool, right? Mm. Um, so Michelle asks if Cracker is familiar with the love boat, which she is not because apparently she's a fetus, which is funny because she's one of the older queens of the season. You, Everyone knows love boat. Everyone knows. Even you know, like, even if you don't know. Yeah, you know even if you don't know. Is. Like, yeah. Even if you don't know the love boat, you know a, what a cruise director is. I've been on cruises, so I understand that. If you haven't, I get that. Maybe no. But... It's the peppy. And it's just robotic. And, you know... Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, Eureka can't handle a gun, and she can't really shoot straight pick remember Bryce. It was really bad. It was really, really bad. It was silly. Yeah. Um, so, she basically told to toot and reboot. That was, very, that was a funny line. Good, yeah. good on the writers. Um, and then Eureka just can't get the Ivy Winters line. First off, I am so happy to get an Ivy Winters reference because I love I Ivy love Ivy. Like, she is someone that I will continue to be like, why is she not an all-star season? She's also, for me, one of the cutest boys. Oh, yeah. When I met her at DragCon, I kind of, like, could not control myself. You got the flutters? I got. The, I, I did. Mm. I, got, I, got, I bought two t-shirts from her. Basically, she gave me one for free. But it was great. She was really sweet, and I was like, I'm in love with you. Um, but I love Ivy Winters, so in honor of Ivy Winters, everybody. Ivy, Ivy Winters. Winters! That's how you do it, Eureka. 
so Aquaria, Aquaria apparently doesn't want to be compared to Laganja with her ochre. Um, why? Did she... I missed that. Is that so what that was she one said? of the lines. But she, No, I know she that. Wanted but... to, well, because she did it differently. I'm sure that was part of why she didn't do I it guess that so. way. Because, again, as we will see in the actual taping of it, it's a back and forth of Drag Race one-liners. Yes. You have to do it as the one-liners. Right. Um, so Cameron is hysterical, but also way too hysterical and unintelligible. Yeah. Uh, Michelle tells Cracker that she lives in New York and she should know how to be patronizing. Ugh. And I was a little insulted. Yeah, because also Michelle has two, and she knows that that's not all we are. So no. shame on you. Yeah, that was a little mean. Because you're perpetuating that now across America. Thanks, Thanks Michelle. Sis. So Asia is the only one to get full-on compliments when she walks in. Mm-hmm. She was good. But also, let's talk about Eureka's blow-drying spin. <laughs> that was not good. Eureka just looked to me like... She must. She was tired, or you know, at you, or she like just didn't wake up correctly that day. You know, because yeah. she just looked. She was off, flat, off. Yeah. So it's elimination day, and the girls get ready for the Silver Fox Runway Challenge. Eureka tells us that she's going to be doing Downton Abbey, and let's remember that when we get to the runway. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Eureka is terrified of getting old, and honestly, I am too, girl. Yeah. And I'm old. Um, are you afraid of getting old? I Let's make like, this a deep conversation. Yeah, I don't think I'm afraid of getting old. I think I'm afraid of getting old and alone. Me too. Because, I mean, just earlier today, I was with a group of people, and surrounding us were like 35, 40... Like, some kids, some not. And I'm just like, they, they like, they looked like they were okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I feel like I'm someone who just doesn't want to get old. So I usually surround myself with people who are younger. Drag queens. <laughs> there are drag queens who are my age and older. I know. No, but I, I do associate myself with people who are younger just to f- make myself feel a little bit. Younger. But even younger spirits, too. Yes, like, younger spirits. I will never be old, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and then there's a nice, interesting, confusing discussion on does drag age you or keep you young? So I'd love to know about um, your feeling on this, and let's also talk about your Thursday night. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I even mentioned earlier with the rain and the aching, like, my knee hurts all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's corsets, and there's high heels, and there's stress that comes with the drag sometimes if you're in a competition or a pageant or even just a night that you want to nail a number like it definitely is it's stressful so it definitely can age you like i'm sure it's like there are studies that you could probably do on just like what your stress levels are to aging quicker but then you have the catch-22 of, I think it was Asia, who's like, it keeps you young. And that just goes back to what yeah. I just said about the, our spirits. Like, Yeah, because, I mean, in a way, like, you are painting on a new face. Yeah. And most people paint younger. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So what what's your feeling? I think, I mean, uh, I mean, I'll have a younger spirit always, but I think that... Even if, like, eventually your body's going to catch up. Mm-hmm. You know, there are... Did your ca- body catch up Friday morning when you're at work? Oh, my body <laughs> is just catching up now. Like, <laughs> my body is just catching up now. Um, and that's the thing that you have to remember, Queens, is that muscles tighten two days later. Mm-hmm. So for that jump split that you didn't know that you had because you don't have it, like, it's going to catch up with you in two days. Yeah. And also, 
Five o'clock is usually a good time to go to sleep. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Aquaria can't relate to people her own age, but she can hold a conversation with older people like Amanda Lepore. Yeah. Ugh. Interesting. I understand that because I feel like Aquaria almost comes off like this, like, dare I say, savanti. You yeah. know, like she she. From what I know, she's, like, honed her craft for a while. She just sat in front of Amira and did makeup for a couple of years, you mm-hmm. know, before she even stepped out. So she has that in common with Amanda Lepore. Like, right. I don't think she could walk into the Met and talk to a curator of some, you know, well, I was no, going to say she, Renaissance, but that wouldn't be no, a Met. She's, but like, I don't think she's a, she's not cultured in, in that sense. Yeah. She hasn't learned enough as an adult. I mean, to have to talk to someone who's not an adult, older, right? Like you're talking field. to a nightlife, right? Royalty, yeah. royalty, you club kid, you know, Amanda Lepore. But obviously, you have things in common. Of course, you could speak to that. We could speak to her. Right. We could hold a conversation with Amanda Lepore too. Yeah. Well, let's get her on block talk. I'm sure you can. Yes. Make Come on, Amanda. Uh, so, speaking of old, Monet talks about Portland drag queen Darcel, the oldest drag queen in America. Um, except, Shaquita! Yeah. That was the best line from Cracker. I lived. Rude. Lived. <laughs> um, and yeah, that was funny. It was an interesting little shout out to Shaquita. Hey, and New York. Um, because not, either people don't maybe not know Shaquita. Yeah. Shaquita is, is, I would consider, a legend. Yeah. Um, she's a New York queen. She was on America's Got Talent. New York staple. She's a staple. And she's also been in the rumor mill for season 11. Has so, she? yeah. So who knows? Work. Who knows? Maybe that's why they threw her name out there to get people's brains going. Now, I'm Follow just gonna, her now. You should. She actually is, like, brilliant. But one thing I would say, though, is if you're going to bring Shaquita into a drag race, it should be, like, a legend season. Like, with Jackie B and yeah. Sherry Vine and yeah. Coco Pro. Oh, that's you where think she that would even fits. happen. Oh yeah, I mean Jackie B says she would do it in a heartbeat. Really? Yeah. They should make it like a five episode thing. Get those ladies in a what room. What would and they call live. that though? Legends, Drag Race Legends. You think? Let's do it. I want to see it. I want to see RuPaul judge Lady Buddy. But then <laughs> it's almost the type of thing that like, don't you think Ru should do her own fucking like? Like taste of her own medicine, and let Bianca be the host. Let yeah, and flip the script a little it. bit. I'll you watch have that. you have Trixie, you have Alaska, you have Bianca, Jen. and like two other, and Michelle. Well, let Michelle host it. Yeah, that that would be that would be a good spinoff. You know, what? let's just let's make it happen. Michelle, we'll talk. I'm sorry, yeah. I just said fuck you. <laughs> uh, so there's another interesting conversation that I would love this to hear was your really take weird on. Episode. Um, dating with drag is apparently very hard, according to Asia. What's your stance on this, Harriola Grande? Well, um, I dated my drag mother for a year and a mm-hmm. half. Um, he's now just my drag mother. He's my ex, Nelly Furtaco, um, and. That was hard because I was trying to learn things from the person that I was dating. Um, just before we started this, I was having a conversation with a man on the app Grinder. Ooh, uh, Grinder. Um, my Grinder Instagram is actually linked to Harriola Grande because mm-hmm. I a want followers and b I think it just like 
ends the conversation or begins another one. Absolutely. And I rather it just be out there in front. I'm not hiding. I don't. If this you, is you. Right. This is me. If you want to have the conversation and say, oh, cool, like that's great, and you respect it as an art form or a hobby or an obsession or whatever, great. If you're like, what the fuck, block me. Yeah. Block, talk me. Huh. Uh, so Asia tells the story of her time dating a boy who was a drag queen who broke up with her via text yep. and then was driven out of the club via baseball bat. Mm-hmm. And that just sounds like a country song. Yes. I want to hear it. Trixie, it's right there for you. It's, it's there. <laughs> oh, Trixie. So, runway time. It's Silver Fox Runway, and we're going to play Aging Well or Dead. Okay. Uh, but first, Alana or Abby? Oh, no. Now, here's the confession. I've never watched Broad City, so I don't know either of them, except I've seen um, Alana in that really bad movie with Scarlett Johansson and Kate McKinnon and... Girl, uh, Ghostbusters? Girl, girl, no, Girl's Trip, or whatever. Don't know it. No. No, no, good. Um, who would you pick? I feel like just because I could vibe with her a lot more, it would be Alana. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably a lot of people's answers. I feel like sometimes Abby is a little bit, like, standoffish. Maybe. Fair, fair. Well, let's go through the girls. Ms. Cracker. I thought she was... St- Stunning. Mm-hmm. I love the outfit. I love the homage to Purse First. It's certainly Miranda Priestly, but with a cracker twist. I would say my only critique on it would be I wish her shoes were silver. This is cracker, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I got Miranda right away, which I don't know if I loved. Um, I didn't think that she looked old. Really? Yeah. Oh, I did. Like... Outfit, maybe, like, it was executive-y, but I feel like she could have painted older makeup. Interesting, because I got it. I mean, the glasses, like, everything sold it. I was, when they said Upper East Side Woman, that is... Well, I did get that. Upper East Side Old Woman. Yeah. For me, it was aging well. Aging well, still. Yeah. yeah. Asia O'Hara. Okay. The beat was everything was right. The lack of heels was hilarious. My only issue was that I felt this garment did fit the storyline because of the monologue she gave us. I don't believe that this was intended for this particular runway. No. Yeah. I think that she pulled something really quickly. I agree. In the workroom. Um, If we didn't get that monologue, I think we wouldn't have liked it at all. I didn't like it at all. Okay. That's, that's fair. <laughs> um, I, I mean, for me, like, because she pulled it off with a, with everything, it, it was aging well. You want your dead, your dead. I think it. I'm dead just because, like, if I if you didn't have if you just looked at it with no story, no nothing, exactly. you're like, what is happening? Correct. And so I'm sorry, you're dead. Cool. Next up is Monet Exchange. It was morbidly hilarious. Mm-hmm, the work. boobs. Um, the look was not polished, but it was funny. I thought it was aging well. I thought it definitely aging well, hundred percent. Yeah, toot, it was. Toot. It was. It was great. It was funny. Um, like it was. It's interesting that they wanted more glamour from her, but that's not Monet. It's not Monet. It is a no. That's not true. Monet definitely can be absolutely. And I think if they're asking for it, 
then maybe serve it to them. You know, think about milk when they find she finally like conformed a little bit, and then she was sent home. Right. So like, I I feel like for Monet, it's she will always pick camp over glamour. Mm-hmm. They're desiring glamour over camp. It's a campy runway. What do you it want? It is a campy runway. She gave you exactly what she would do. So it was just interesting. Aquaria. Okay. Wait. So yeah. we're both we're aging well. Yeah, aging well. I also just to finish Monet is like that actually will be her. Yeah. It's true. Aquaria. Yes. 21 plus 50 equals 71. That mug could be like a 71-year-old mug. But you have to lean lean into the challenge a little more. And she needed to go further. Um, I appreciated like the old age gauges and tattoos. But it also made me feel gross. Because those like scare me on old people. Um, But it's reality. I know. You know, it is reality because the, the... that's gonna happen. It it does like, happen. I, there is that person. We've like, seen that person. Like, what is Cameron really gonna look like in fifty years? That there's a lot of people with tattoos like that. But also, she looked good. She looked good, but as Ross says, it yes. she won the different runway. So for me, it was dead. That w- I don't know because it was the face. It was the face that ruined it. What's the middle? Are we just like in a? Are we in a con- like? Are we? You're in a nursing home. <laughs> I was just gonna say like concussed. You concussed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're concussed. Um, yeah, I just didn't love it. It was a sickening look, but just not for this runway. Yeah. Okay. Eureka! It was Sylvia Fine, and I loved it. You loved it as Sylvia Fine, not Downton Abbey. <laughs> Where is she getting this Downton Abbey reference? I don't know, bro. Oh, because she's it's old, everything is Downton Abbey? <laughs> like, that was not cute. Um, it's boring, and again, the beat needed to be older. Yeah. Dead. Not yeah. good. Not good. Dead. Yeah. But also loved the coat, just not yeah. you what get she was presenting. Yeah. You can twirl with it. I know. <laughs> That's all she said. She's like, I just wanted to twirl. I just yeah. wanted to. So Cameron was yet a fine. Oh my god. Love. Uh, she sold the character on that runway. Yeah. And it was a strong look. I think it was aging well. I'm definitely aging well. Also, for those of you who don't know, the Sylvia and Yetta are from The Nanny. Yes. <laughs> They're for you young kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that when we get Aging well. Yeah. It was really one of my favorites of the night. Yes. Let's talk about Breast World. So we, we briefly went through the things we saw in... Um, the filming of it. So we'll go through some of those, but also some of the things we saw for the first time. So it's narrated by Stephen Colbert, and it works, because he's got that weird voice. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get a call back to Pants Down, Bottoms Up. Yeah. We get the joke that it was either Breast World or Trump World. Ugh. Where would, what would you pick? Breast... Well, yeah, Breast World. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I didn't clock it before, but after watching it again, I was like, oh... Cracker borrowed Bijou's uh, floral headpiece. Work, yeah. It was great. <laughs> so who who came up with it first, Cracker or Bijou? I think people have been wearing flowers in their hair for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cute. It was cute. Uh, Aquarius started off really well. Yeah. yeah I enjoyed her. Yeah. Um, Eureka nailed the Bianca line, but when and she also nailed the Kasha Davis line, uh, but she failed with the Ivy Winters, even with that voice modulation. Ugh. It was not good. 
Um, but I did like that Drag Race one-liner exchange between Eureka and Aquaria. Yes. It was funny. It was yes. good. Um, Julia is just a very, very hard character. I think. It's I, I so agree. dry and the writing didn't help. I feel like the only person who could have pulled it off would have been Asia. I would have. I would have loved to see that swap. Asia and Cracker. I think Cracker would have done better. I think so. I see that now, definitely. Um, Asia does have that, like... Stepford. Yes, she can definitely be Stepford. Yeah, I think that would have been the right casting, but they they picked the wrong parts, so they're only They picked their own parts, and also, like, to kind of go back to the Cracker thing is, is that if she was doing something or writing something like this herself, gold. But it's drag race writing. Mm-hmm. They should hire me because I'm a good writer. Just saying. So Asia just steamrolls through her lines, but it works for her character. And the energy just dies when Cameron speaks again. Mm-hmm. Of course we get a Designing Women reference. Work. And now that will be the most used um, quotes in drag mixes. Which one? The the nights, the night the lights. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. whole exchange. Yeah. And then Randy Rainbow shows up and sings, can I get an amen? Weird. It was weird. I don't know. Why Randy Rainbow? I don't know, but he lives right around here. Does he really? Yeah. Randy Rainbow, come on the podcast. Yeah. Oh my God, that's funny. Um, I did enjoy Aquaria with the Where My People At line. It was very robotic, like Roxy Andrews. I think that Aquaria did great. She did great. Well, let's get to the judges' critiques. Mark. Ms. Cracker. They love the way she looked as Upper East Side Old Lady, but Ross calls her out for being caught up in herself. Mm-hmm. Cameron Michaels. They lived for her runway presentation, but Michelle wanted layers and hysteria, but it was one note, and the monologue was apparently supposed to give us the feels. Okay, Lynn Manuel Miranda, I don't think so. I don't mm. think so, no. Yeah. When they exchanged, they thought she was funny and her ad-libs were delivered well. Ross thought her runway was funny like a Joan Rivers boobs on the floor joke. Yep. Aquaria, Michelle is digging for a 71-year-old. And Aquaria says she was going for Michelle LeMay and they all appreciated Mm -hmm. her reference. Um, They thought her character in the challenge was fun and relatable. Eureka. Ross asks her to explain the look and she says she loves the coat because it's fun to spin in and that, do we need to say anything else? No. She wore it because she needed to. And Eureka just can't take direction. Nope. Asia. Michelle wanted age showgirl and Asia was going for 50 years from now in the parking lot of DragCon getting people to buy her fanny pack. I thought it was funny, but it was still like a story. She she made it up because she... But they liked her take on parasailing. Yes. So... The Broad City Titty Committee gives the victory to Asia. Mm-hmm. Agree or disagree? I think that her runway should have kind of knocked her down a little bit, but she was great in the challenge. The winner would have been? I think Aquaria. Aquaria? No, I think her runway destroyed her. You think so? Absolutely, 100%. If the second high, the second best would have been Monet. Monet. Uh, but they just didn't appreciate it. I take that back. I forgot about Monet. Sorry, girl. But that's the problem. Like... Her character in Breastworld was so background character. Yeah. Even with the ad-libs, it wasn't just a secondary character. Yeah. She didn't need to be there. Um, we learned that Cracker, Monet, and Aquaria are going to be safe. So it's Sylvia versus Yetta doing New Attitude. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Cameron versus Eureka. 
What are, uh, no, for the kids who don't remember yes. the references. I would like, if I may, clock Eureka's walk to the back before her kick to the death drop. Yes. Her mouth wasn't moving. Nope. I saw that someone put that on Facebook. She just, like, legit walked to the back. Correct. And for that, I would have sent her home. I don't care how much energy she got from that moment on. That was a cop-out because that le- that was at least a 10-second no dialogue, no lyrics. Fair. Um, when Cameron's giving it to you the entire time. Entire time. Let's be real, that double split was life. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Ugh! It was so good. Did it make you wet? I, it was fun. It was real good. Did it make you like, want to split yourself? I, I felt, it made me want to split myself, yeah. I felt like Eureka had it, mm-hmm. and Cameron clocked it and did it within a split second. Yeah. No joke intended. Yeah, it was, it was good. Well, it was a double Shantae. Mm-hmm. And again, I truly believe Cameron gave the stronger performance. Eureka was saved by the tricks and splits. Mm-hmm. And that they also had an extra week of filming, and Rue was going to do this to the pair that was the best. And it took this long for to get us a good uh, lip sync. Yeah, I mean, we de- it happens every season, or it has been happening every season. Sometimes it's elimination, sometimes it's a Shantae. Or we bring someone back. Right, but yeah, what episode was this? Seven? This is nine. Nine. And it took this long to have a really, really great lip sync. Mm-hmm. So they did deserve it. Yeah. Because I do think, like, we could have had a rearrangement of the season of where certain challenges fell if there was a better lip sync earlier in the season. We just didn't get it. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I am an awful person because I thought Eureka's hysterics were hilarious <laughs> when she was saved. It was just like, like as she'll say later, that she sounded like a whale. She sounded like a whale. It was hilarious. Well, I personally, and I already expressed this to you, is that I thought that she was, like, doing too much. Yeah. Because what was the line that she said? She said, you... You, you freaked you had, me out there. You freaked me out there. No, honey, you were in the bottom in a lip sync mm-hmm. in RuPaul's Drag Race. You feel that she should not have been saved, like... I'm sure there was someone maybe on the panel that was like, no, like, she that mm-hmm. was her second time in the bottom? Yeah. And second time on the show. So, you got me? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. You you know where you are. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to talk about Untalked. <coughs> sure. It was easily a very, very dramatic Untalked episode. There was a lot happening. A lot happened. Uh, so, let's start with the... More positive things. Sure. Um, Asia does not have her ears pierced, and Monet says that she can never be glam like her as she juggles her boobs and her hands. Um, Eureka got read down and is upset that she feels like people think she has some sort of advantage. But she does. I I was just going to say, I just said it because it's true. Like, you have been on the show before. And no matter what... She has the advantage monetarily because she had enough time to get that extra booking fee that the rest of the girls could not get. Sure. So that does help. Believe me. Believe me, I know it. Yeah, no, the booking fee and monetarily, it definitely does help. And they are holding... I understand why she's upset of being held to a higher standard, but you are Mm -hmm. because they've seen... 
She got sent, she left, she got sent home on what? The fourth, fifth, yeah. fifth episode? They know what you're capable exactly. of. Exactly. Well, she's certain that she's about to lip sync. Cameron has resting Mrs. Doubtfire face, and she also knows she's lip syncing. Yeah. Eureka comes back and gets emotional and says it might be her time, and she loves them all and does this long-ass monologue. But she does end it with, count your blessings, not your worries. And I like that. I love that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Ms. Cracker gets a video from her mom and her sisters, and her mom sounds just like her. They're gorgeous. Yeah. I love them. Um, And for the most dramatic moment of the episode we learned that cracker's mom has a chronic illness mm-hmm. that is causing her to lose her vision and she wanted and cracker wanted to do drag race so her mom could see her on tv oh uh, yeah it was, that was sad it was very special but like there's something about cracker who we know this is hard for her to take and talk about that she's still going to give you that dry sense of humor and like yeah. joke about it mm-hmm. that's what i think makes her a really cool person yeah i agree cameron Walks away when Asia continues to talk about Cracker's mom. The girls are not really thrilled about that. But when Cameron talks to Eureka, we learn that she just wants to see her mom too. So the two of them have a heart-to-heart, and they have this little Tennessee-like bond. And also we learn that Eureka just wants to have sex with Cameron. Again. That would be, like, interesting. Like, three times. Like, Cameron's the top there? I don't Wouldn't she get, like, lost in there? Rude. <laughs> Kidding, 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 kidding. Uh, we do learn another dramatic moment that Cameron's dad died five years ago. Yes. And she feels that emotions are weak, a sign of weakness and vulnerability, which is why we don't see much from her. Yes. Well, she did say that her dad felt that and mm-hmm. she kind of adopted. Yeah. I personally don't think that she does feel that way. I also think it's unfair. Like, there's a lot happening in their lives, in these minutes, and then you're processing, you're thinking about having to lip sync for your life, and then you have everyone around you telling you to be happy. Mm -hmm. I completely understand where Cameron's coming from. Yeah. I've felt before that I have not done well, and yeah, you're like, oh, you were so great tonight, you da-da-da, whatever. It doesn't matter because that's not how I'm feeling right now. You could appreciate it, but, like, walk off, girl. (laughs) It's true. Asia is legitimately worried for Cameron as a whole. Sweet, but mm-hmm. once again, like... Oh Cracker has a bit of a moment with Monet, and she tells everyone that she's here to be a comedy queen, and it's not happening for her. Yeah. As I've said before, there are some girls that are strong queens. They're just not necessarily rue girls. And that may be Cracker Monet, and that's what we're learning. I don't know, though, because I think that they totally are. I just think that what... I mean, and Rue has said it before. Cracker is editing herself. Mm-hmm. Cracker needs to just... I wish they could, like, smoke a joint or something. I don't even know if she smokes. She just needs to chill the F out. She needs to. Yeah, it's true. Well, the girls um, go out to do their little lip sync, and then, the I guess... The little lip sync. Yeah, the little lip sync. <laughs> Um, for whatever reason, we just get Eureka and Cameron coming back alone. And they talk about how the entire crew was gagged that they both stayed. Yes. Just interesting. I wish we had that video too. I do wonder what that whole world is. Yeah. I would rather watch that than Untucked. Yeah. I (laughs) want to see like the behind the scenes behind the scenes. Well, Eureka did say she sounded like, well, when she was safe and I agree. I got some burning questions. You ready for them? Let's you ready go. for them? Asia is getting a severe spike in confessionals. 
Is this a good thing or a bad thing? A bad thing? You think she's going home soon? I don't know. I'm I'm convinced she's winning. I'm convinced she's the winner of the season. Well, that's the thing is, is that when I first watched, I was like in the beginning, I was like, she's gonna make top three, but I think she's so inconsistent. There are only so many times that you lose one and you're in the bottom and you lip sync and you come back and you win, and I think maybe that just happens because you were in the bottom, and then boom, you know, it's like Monet was in the bottom a second time and she spiked to the top in um, the. Uh, Proportion, I think. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. Um, well, he, well, here's why I think she's going to do well next week. It's a makeover challenge. Yeah. Are you excited? Absolutely. Are you excited for Tyler Oakley? I didn't see any who they were. I saw it was Frankie Grande, and I was like, ugh. That's how I feel. If you don't know, I hate, I, I hate, I, I, I hate Frankie Grande because he ruined my favorite television show, Big Brother, by appearing on it. Mm. Uh huh. And it was really uncomfortable, and I hated him. I even, like, as someone who loves Big Brother the mu- as much as I do, mm-hmm. I went to see a show and Frankie Grande was there. Any other contestant in the history of Big Brother, I would have gone up to him and been like, hi, and like got a picture. Right. Frankie Grande was like, nope, can't do it. Wow. I can't. I, I can't with Frankie Grande. I can't. I don't I know can't. what it is. I just think that, I don't, what does he do? It's like a similar thing to Listen, the Kardashians. So, like, what are you so doing? Frank, he, are I you? will defend him here. He is a trained actor. He was on Broadway before becoming the internet thing he has become. He really was one of the first people to have like a YouTube channel to gain fans. But he like he was in the ensemble for Mamma Mia, so like he's been around. Got that. Okay. And then like he became an internet mogul of because sorts. Of his sister. It was definitely assisted. Because, yeah. like, she was on Nickelodeon and he was getting that extra boost because all you do is. Wasn't Ariana also on she Broadway? She was on Broadway too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was all happening around the same time. And, like, when you would search Grande, the both of them would pop up. And I'm really excited for Makeover. I think that it's always a really fun challenge. It was a great challenge last season. It's always just fun to see because, you know, it also gives them, like, that motherly moment. Yeah. Um, and Who are you worried about? Because I'll tell you the person I'm worried about. I'm worried for, well, all of them. I'm worried for Monet Exchange. She is, got she's gone. She's gone. Every time she's had to make something, she has failed. Yeah, she's gone. I can I feel it, Uh-oh. and that makes me so sad. Yeah, That's, this is gonna be the thing that knocks her out. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that at all. I'm, I'm so not upset. saying it because I don't want it to because there's still three New York girls here, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, we have to root for in New York. I think that all of the girls paint pretty well. Yeah. Um, who can make things unclear. Um, I mean, Cracker does have experience. Asia has experience. We've seen Aquaria do her through making things. Her having to make something for someone else would be the interesting test. I think she'll be able to paint someone hands down, though. Paint, sure. It's it's boots, it's boots. the whole thing. Do they have to make it all? Yeah, usually, because usually it's like mother daughter look. Yeah. So they have to make it because they can't bring it. I mean, they can use pieces that they have, but true. You don't know their proportions. Proportionizing. Um. So where can the kids find you on the social medias? I'm at Hariola Grande, H A I R E O L A Grande. As in. Frankie and Ariana. Boom. 
Um, on and that's on the Instagram. That's on Instagram. You could also search that on Venmo and also on Facebook. Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. A huge thanks to Harry Ola for chatting. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and leave us a review while you're there. And visit our Patreon to become a patron today. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.